Welcome to The Open Bell, a podcast for trumpet players, by trumpet players, and a cornet guy. I'm your host, Bill Stoneman, and I'm joined by my good friends and fellow trumpet geeks, Brian Appleby-Weinberg and the justified juggernaut, Joey Tartell. This episode of The Open Bell is brought to you by the World Trumpet Federation. WTF is happening in your studio when you let your students know about the Open Bell podcast and all the goodness that the World Trumpet Federation has to offer. We are committed to making sure you have the information you need to be successful and for your students to flourish in today's often crazy music world. We will be the voice of reason amidst all the trumpet chaos that bombards your trumpeting life. So go on over to www.worldtrumpetfederation.com and get the truth about trumpet. And by Dylan Music. Dylan Music is located in Woodbridge, New Jersey, and has been serving musicians since the store opened in 1992. Steve Dillon and his exceptional team run a full-service music store that is a favorite to the many of the New York pros, as well as music educators and players from across the country. When you call Dylan Music at 732-634-3399, you will be speaking directly to the people that you can trust and who absolutely know what they're talking about. I've trusted Jim McCombs and Perry Sutton for years, and they have never steered me wrong. Dylan Music should be your first call. For the best selection of horns and accessories, go to www.dylanmusic.com or just pick up the phone and call them at 732-634-3399. And remember, when you use the promo code BELL5, you will receive 5% off all your accessories. That's BELL5 to get 5% off your order at Dylan Music. The Open Bell Podcast is comprised of three segments, warming up, couple things, and no offense. We use these segments to juggle, joust, and janitor information that we believe is justified to joyful trumpet juveniles. Gentlemen, shall we? Man, I love that bumper. I mean to tell you every week, it just sounds great. I appreciate <laughs> couple, it. Thank but you. the last note, though, a couple things. If you could... <laughs> That would be awesome. <laughs> All right, I'll take care of that for you. Each week, Warming Up is brought to you by ChopSaver, that perfect all-natural lip treatment created by the one and only Dan Gosling. And Dan, being the total rock star that he is, has provided us with a promo code for you to get 15% off your order. Ooh. So go to www.chopsaver.com and use the promo code BELL, as in the open bell, for a 15% discount. That was nice of Dan, wasn't it? That's it's amazing. Awesome Dan. It's amazing. You should bulk up for winter. Bulk up. Get <laughs> buy, as many as you can. You might not buy star. enough boxes to build yourself like an igloo in your backyard. Yeah. Order them for your whole studio. Yeah. I'm just saying. Order them for your right. studio. Hey, Christmas yeah. is coming. That's it. Give they them out as great stocking, stocking stuffers. Great stocking stuffers. Exactly right. <laughs> exactly All right. right. And now a guy who is not a rock star on two continents. Brian? <laughs> I think it might be on seven. I don't think he's a rock star on seven. <laughs> you you just implied he's a rock star on five continents, but not on two. I did. I did. That would imply you have to be around people. They love stuff. him in Antarctica. <laughs> nowhere. Brian is big in Antarctica. <laughs> We're nowhere to go but up. <laughs> Literally. Exactly. <laughs> right. Oh, my God. So well, that I'm, actually is literally. Yeah. <laughs> Finally, a use for the word. I'm uh, I'm headed to do an entire day of cornet work on Saturday. So when this what drops, else is, it'll be... What else is it's new? Weird, what, right? what, 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 isn't that what you, do, time don't for you just news. call that Saturday? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> That's right. 
yeah. So I'm doing I, this band called me up and uh, and asked me, uh, would that come and do an entire day? So I'm going to work with the Clarence. So what band is this? ACDC? Is this U2? Um, <laughs> yeah, it's called the Imperial Brass Band. They're in Central Jersey. And um, the there's thing is, there's another brass band in Jersey. Oh yeah, there wouldn't are this be several. Your, your wouldn't this be your uh, enemies? No, no, they don't. They don't compete with us yet. But they're a really good band. Wow, that here's, was a here's the thing. Like, thing I'm, to say. I'm honored that <laughs> I'm honored that they're they're asking me to come up and and work with them. And um, I know the guys. They've been here at the the Mid Atlantic Brass Band Festival several times. Um, I'm not sure what I bring to the table. They have one of the great. Um, brass band conductors on the planet. His name's Ron Wakes Norris. He was the New York staff band conductor for oh, yeah. years, years and years. Mm-hmm. And he does a great job and the band sounds great. And they're like, we need you to um, teach us all of the, you know, the inside baseball stuff. It, I, I'm to say I'm a little nervous uh, and intimidated. Is, no, is, no, 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 okay, no. Hold on. You're going to be fine. No, here's the thing. They've got the conductor. <laughs> Stop thinking of yourself as a conductor a good rule of thumb for everyone else on for the everyone. podcast. I don't understand <laughs> so, what you're exactly. saying. But uh, think of yourself as what do they need to know about like how to actually play cornet, how to actually play in the section, how those things actually See, work that may not come from the conductor, but come from inside the section. That's what they're looking yeah, for. Maybe I've, I've heard their section play. They play really well. Yeah. Okay. Wait, the conductor, is he British or is he American? He's American. Okay. Here's the thing. This is the end. They know. They know that you've been there, and they That's know right. that you know. They did ask about that. And also, I do want to back up what Joey just said. Stop thinking of yourself as a conductor or 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 a cornet player. You're a musician and a good one. Yeah, it'll it'll be interesting. It's a long it's a long day. Uh, I have to be there by eight in the morning, and mm-hmm. I finish at four. And um, and I heard my <laughs> one of my students. I, 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 hold on, Gosh. for people listening and That's thinking, hold on, that's an eight hour work day. <laughs> That's that's what uh, everyone does. That's what people do. I, it's a lot of time for me to be around people. <laughs> and oh, there's that. There's that. Oh my god. There is that. So, uh, but my student, um, let's just say her name is Cassie. Um, she's a freshman. She plays in the front row there, and uh, and she said she's pretty sure they're going to try and get me to hang out after. No shot. After well, the after the gig, you're going to be in that here's car faster than George was in our recording session. <laughs> <laughs> yes. No, here's the problem. Here's the problem. You have to live up to this because you actually are a British brass bandsman. Yeah, and if you, right, you have to yeah. go to the pub after rehearsal. The hang is epic, and you there's a, a country, an entire country, <laughs> relying on you to get this right. I, and they, I'm not and sure they that's going to happen. They need something to rely upon right now. They're <laughs> right in now it's a mess. They are a mess. <laughs> yes, they are. A lot of bad things have happened. <laughs> Holy yeah. moly! It's crazy. Well, it's it should be you, it should be a fun a fun day. But I get to talk about the mouthpiece I helped design. Oh, that's a great mouthpiece. I was just it's telling someone. I was telling Jason uh, Solomon that story today about uh, how you are participated in that. I will be. What t- what day is this? I'm driving out. <laughs> I'll be there. <laughs> You're going to be there at 8? I'll be there at right. 7.30. Ryan and always have a, we always have a 10-hour head start. That's right. Always. <laughs> wow. Well, Fully that's I cool. I a son who was a pilot. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to hear how this turns out. What could possibly Full go wrong with your trip up there? Great. That's right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. All right, Joey, what do you have for us? So I have this. Uh, I know we've talked a lot. You, you've actually coined a term I'd never heard before, the coffee lesson. Um, oh, yes. Well, this week, uh, a student came in who was maybe 
maybe burning out just a little bit mid-semester, a lot going on, fairly busy, fairly active. Mid-term time, yep. Mm -hmm. So he said to me, so he's also a lead player. One of the things he does well is play lead. He said, so are there some... There's some things like maybe I should have heard that maybe I never have heard of before. And I said, yes, yes, there are. <laughs> so I turned the speaker around and said, have you ever heard this? He goes, I need something kind of like it. So we had essentially a listening lesson. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. So we really kind of went through some things. I just gave him some, pointed him in some directions. It's like, how have I never heard this before? I don't know. Like, I don't know what you've heard, but I know some stuff that oftentimes gets a little bit lost and, the history of big bands and things like that. Maybe you haven't heard this. Maybe you haven't heard this. He's like, I haven't heard any of this. I haven't heard any of this. The whole uh, list. Yeah. We just went through and listened to little samplers all the way through. So, you know, I mean, the first one I played for him, if anybody's just curious, is uh, a record of Woody Herman's called My Kind of Broadway. It's one of my all-time favorite big band records. I'd mm -hmm. never heard of it until I was in my 20s because it was on vinyl and kind of hard to find. So one of my friends, actually in the Army, Said he put he just put headphones on and said check this out, and I was just listening and it got to the first shout and I went, holy crap, is this Bill Chase on Woody's band? And he just started laughing. How did you know that? I said, well, I mean the clarinet solo at the beginning is kind of a giveaway, but the high A's are really really low, um, so but it's it's so swinging and so great. Like the first three charts on that record are a master class in how to play lead trumpet. It just mm. makes you smile, make you grin. He's like, I've never heard this, so I'm going to get this, I'm going to get this, I'm going to get this. So, you know, we kind of went through that and just took a lesson of just recharging the batteries, doing some listening of some brand new stuff. Does this Love ever it. happen? What do you guys do? What do you guys think about this? Uh, yeah, I've done it. I call it the YouTube lesson. Oh, right? yeah, we just did We didn't, yes. there was no video. It just I just put it on the speakers yeah. and played. And I, you know, you realize that when all the things that you try to do, that's the thing that just sometimes it just doesn't happen. Like they're, you know, typically in a lesson, you don't have time for it, a studio class, you're doing other things, but yeah, to create time to do that is fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. It's really fun. It's usually not um, students asking. It's um, me saying, Hey, it's time that you explored this. I do have a list, a, a, a list on in the syllabus of things you have to have to listen to. Our tuba teacher calls it um, playing the list of sound heroes. Oh, sure. Yeah. Oh, I thought that was That's good. That That's very good. good. Yeah. So yeah, I, I think I, it's I a good use of time. Yeah, it was a great use of time. At the end, he's like, oh, this is fabulous. I've got somewhere to go. I've got some stuff to do. This is really cool. I said, yeah, you can just you can start trying to play these. You can start transcribing. It's like, oh, wow. Oh, I hadn't thought of that part. Yeah. <laughs> All and new stuff, right? Yeah. I mean, one of the yeah. things I, I played for him, I said, um, I don't think I've played this chart in over 25 years. I could play the whole thing for memory right now. She's like, yeah. oh, seriously? I said, that's how much I've listened to this and how many th times I've played it. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, you got to own that stuff. So did you give him a list of things that he should do when you left, or did you just leave it wide nope. open? Leave it wide open. Like, okay. what, what did you like? And here's some, here's some places to go. So, like, you didn't just out of curiosity. Like, you didn't say, like, for the next hundred days you should do... Like, well, listen to this. I, I mean, I specific. think obviously the the hundred days is implied. Okay, because what else curious. would you be doing implied. aside from setting right. a hundred day goal to then accomplish? Because then right. you're done. Then you're right. You do That's the hundred days and it's all over. Right, and I think there's more out there than that. But they I was just there. curious how you handled it. Well, no, I, I, I maybe I should have been more clear, but I, I was thinking that all you have to do is do this for a hundred days, and then of course you're all done. 
Right. Yeah, that makes sense. It's done. Yeah, I yeah. guess that is understood. Yeah, good tip. Uh, good tip. Did you guys listen to any cornet players who do, and you were doing this exercise? I, I, there were zero cornet players listened That's to in this shame. particular particular exercise. <laughs> he was asking me specifically about lead trumpet playing in a big band style. Right. And well, I don't know of anybody who's done that on cornet. Yeah, Brian, you got probably, anybody? Probably no. Tom Hutchinson. <laughs> Tom could do it. Probably, Tom probably did it. Tom did it on, on a piccolo with a uh, trombone mouthpiece in it. He did it on an E-flat cornet <laughs> with a flugelhorn mouthpiece. Yes. <laughs> yes. And just As drilling the notes. The legend grows. <laughs> we'll just make up stuff and it'll be true. I, we got mm -hmm. time for a quick story? Yes. Apparently. Okay. This is true. Speaking of legends that are not true. Well, I just want to say after last week, we've got time for a lot of stuff and we'll still oh, come in under that long. episode. Yes, that was so long. Good Lord. Yes. Everybody should listen to it. It was great. We're, we apologize. A, a terrible way to start any sentence. When I was on Maynard's band, there it is. Ding. Um, Ding. Ding. There, there, there was a guy who used to come. Ring the bell. He was a trumpet player. You know, he was a, he was a good trumpet player. Anytime we were anywhere within eight hours, he'd drive out and come see the band. Wow. So it was, and he's kind of, Kind of a funny cat. So he came back to the dressing room after the show, and we had a couple things back to back to back to back. And I'm not a really warm down guy, but I was actually playing a little bit. <laughs> so he came back afterwards. He's like, so, um, man, it was really cool. Great to see you, Great to see you guys again. Uh, so what are you playing on? And I had my Bach 1B mouthpiece in the horn. And I said, of course. I mean, this. And he looks. He's like, what? Like, you were playing lead on that? I'm like, I mean, yeah, what do you, what do you play? And so John Owens is right next to me, and John Owens has his 1C in there, too, because he's doing the same thing. Well, John, what are you playing on? And John's like, without blinking, I'm playing this. <laughs> you, you guys got it. This is, I can't, I can't believe this. So he left, and we kind of laughed and didn't think anything about it. Right. It was about three years later. Oh, um, no. Yeah. And he comes I, I in with his face in a cast. No. I met, I met somebody. Who said, oh, wait a minute. Yeah, I know somebody who knows you. Man, I heard that you played lead on a 1B. <laughs> and I said, oh, no, that's absolutely not true. I do know where you heard it, though. <laughs> that's fantastic. So those kind of legend things, like, I heard and I heard. That's oh, beautiful. Yeah. That was just us screwing around being idiots. So, yeah, Bill, what do you got for us tonight? Got, Sorry about Well, you that. just got to keep that. I'm just, you got to keep that mouthpiece on you at all times totally. after the gig. Just, just drop it in there afterwards. Yeah. I don't know what you guys use. One B, but I boarded out, so it's okay. It's, yeah, it's a little opened up. You know? yeah. <laughs> it's in back four. I, I did it myself. Exactly. <laughs> oh, my gosh. All right, Bill, what do you got this evening? Well, I had two. I really do have two things, and I'm going to just on. go ahead and talk. No. Wait. Okay, you well, if you'd rather, I'm not, not going to. Is there one you're not going to talk about? Uh, yeah, I'm not, I won't talk about the first one if that makes you feel better. <laughs> it doesn't. <laughs> So Jason Solomon has been here for two days at Messiah. Yes, Doctor Jason Solomon. Doctor yep. Jason Solomon, Troy friend, University. Friend of the podcast. Yes, definitely. Yes. And uh, you know, Amisher stability stuff, and did a music wellness thing for our students. And man, the guy knows a lot of really great stuff. It's yes, unbelievable. Yes, <laughs> it's phenomenal. It's unbelievable. And he's talking about new endeavors. And I'm sure you guys have seen this, but he showed me the way he charts out the stuff, like oh, yeah. for his I clients who are doing the Amisher stability thing. Oh my gosh! Yeah, yeah. It, it's, it's ridiculous. Crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He you also guys, sat you in. Guys generally think of me as fairly well organized. I am a you know absolute no. hippie compared, compared, to, compared him. to him. You're a sloth. I'm a complete sloth and yeah. a slob. Yes. Yeah. yeah, it's amazing. The one fun thing we did though, he, he got here on Tuesday afternoon and sat in him with the big band. 
and nice. just dropped some horrendous pedal notes. Yes, nice. <laughs> some good low notes on the bottom of that. <laughs> Fantastic. Yes. Yeah. yeah, it was really, really crank good. Crank out some noise. Yeah, and as excited I am as I am about that, I that's not really what I wanted to talk about. No, of course, no. Why would you talk about <laughs> that? No, no. we were all in. But you know, I went to Oklahoma State University over break. All go right. Cowboys! And, yeah, go Cowboys! Go Pokes! Yeah. as they say there. They do. Anyway. Uh, our our longtime friend of the podcast, Dr. Brad Ginevra. Hey, hey, Brad. Anyway, uh, Brad invited me out to play with the faculty quintet, um, and I made some new friends. And they, now, I just you, have to say, did you know Joe Cooper before this? I didn't know Joe. Ah, no. Go and I know he's he's your boy, right? He's there an IU he's guy. An he's an, an IU grad. Right? That's exactly. And a Rice right. guy. Yeah, and, and Joe, bef before he was yeah. there, he was at UTSA. He was actually teaching in my hometown before he was up at Oklahoma State. Oh, that's State. right. Oh, yeah, right. yeah. Well, he, he's doing. He's <laughs> wow. <laughs> he's doing great things. Has a really wonderful studio there, yeah. and is all in with teaching and the playing. Sounds beautiful. Um, and then the other three brass faculty are all North Texas folks who were there at a different time than I was. Well, but, later, uh, obviously. Yeah, as you built later. a place with your own two hands. Please. <laughs> Left the Alamo, went up there. <laughs> as long as you, as long as you remember the Alamo. <laughs> Clearly, I just did. He doesn't. Yeah. It's too many, too long ago. <laughs> um, anyway, Lynette Lopez Compton and her husband, uh, Lynette teaches horn. Paul Compton teaches trombone, and Ryan Robinson teaches too. But the brass studios are ridiculous. Wow, that's great. That's great. Oh, it was like, it was so cool to be there and hear what was going on. First thing I did was went to the concert of the second, the second concert band. Um, the first night I was there. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Plan. Like, yeah, Brad doesn't conduct that group, right? No, he does not. No. Okay. And his win ensemble was tremendous. Um, but the brass playing was just, oh, I wish you guys great. could hear it. The quality and, and, and beyond that, the, like you walk into a culture of it. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Just really great attitude. Students working together. I heard trombone choirs and, and tuba advanced technique class and all this stuff going on all, all over the place and just tremendous play. That is awesome. Totally on the map. So what there. you're saying is if you're ever in Stillwater, you got to go, you, you got to drop check in. it out. Yeah. yeah you got to go. Where, that's where it's all happening. Yeah. So kudos to those guys. Cause they are doing tremendous work there. And it was, that it was just great. a pleasure to be what'd there. You, what'd you guys play Bill? We played the Tyzik New York city, uh, landscapes. Oh, how'd that go? Or cityscapes. Things. It was great. Um, yeah. Multi-movement thing. One movement was a tuba solo. Ryan killed it. He sounded beautiful on that. But it was a lot of fun. It's brass oh. quintet with full wind ensemble, and it was very really cool. cool. Very cool. He did a lot of music on that concert, man. How's Brad like in Stillwater? Well, you know, it's it's back to Stillwater for him. Oh, so that's he's, right. He was there before. Back home. Yeah, it's kind of like going back home for them. And the kids seem really settled in school, and they're all happy. And he's digging it. Excellent. He has a nice that's office. Great. It's not this, but it's <laughs> it's not your office. You know. It's, yeah, but, but come it's nice. On. It's if nice. you're going to compare everything to your office, that's <laughs> it's not fair. Like I love no, my. I think I have a really nice office. It's a sty. I think you have a very nice office with. too. Yeah, <laughs> just not Bill's. You think it's good office. for me? Yeah, that look, office looks good on you though. <laughs> it's not my corner. <laughs> hey, it looks good on you. Hey. Exactly. <laughs> you are out. Anyway, shout out to my uh, to my friends at Oklahoma State University. The brass stuff there is totally Fabulous. happening. So, Very cool. That's good to hear. Yeah, and I know they've got grad assistantships and all that stuff. So, yeah, just check it out. All right, boys. I was thinking about a game for tonight and a uh, big game plan for next week, of course, because it's our 100th episode, episode next week. And they right? said it wouldn't last. Oh, I'm very excited. 
Very Just exciting. think about all the hours I've wasted with you guys. <laughs> what was what was the over under on that anyway? Um, Anyhow, four. <laughs> so, so <laughs> four. <laughs> Perfect. So tonight. Uh oh, snippets. snippets. Oh no! Time for snippets. I see a B flat trumpet good. in your hand. It's it's a B flat. It's all B flat because it's, all, it's B all B flat all the time. Because you can't transpose. <laughs> not even close. <laughs> not quite as bad as those I told you upper a couple study. weeks ago. I played this thing and it was just hanging high the whole time. And I'm like, yeah, this probably lay pretty well on E flat. And I'm like, nah. Yeah. <laughs> brains, brains are bronze. I'm going in. <laughs> brains are bronze. I'm going in. That's it. All right. So uh, very short snippets tonight. All right. I'm going to okay. test the mic here. Make sure you can hear me. Sure. Let's hear it. How's yep, that? We, we got you. Up close and personal. Sounds yep. dull. <laughs> All right. That's what I was going for. <laughs> no slack ever. You know, you know Brian. If, if I were you, I'd feel the same way. <laughs> oh Snippet number one. Okay. Snippet number one. Oh, the not, that's the 817 right, right on time. Right on time, the 817. <laughs> <laughs> right through Mechanicsburg. <laughs> you can't make Perfect. it up. You can't make it up. Yeah, that's not happening in Brad's office. I'm no. just no. telling you right now. That's right. No, they, they, but they hear the stampede come through. <laughs> yes, you might hear that. The tumbleweed. Snippet, snippet number one. Snippet. Number one. Oh my oh, gosh, that's obscure. That is. Um, oh, he's got Clark, it. Yeah, it, is it Clark Four? You're singing the right A two, just the wrong number. Is it? Is that? Is that two? Two. A2 That's two. number two. That's two. Of the Clark Technical Studies. Yeah, but it's right out of the middle. Yeah. 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 Right. Half a measure. We'll, we'll, we'll split that. We yeah, split that one. Brian got Clark. I got two. Terrible. Yeah. Second half of measure five. Yeah, that's, that's, that, was, score. that was mean. Pulling that out twisty. of the middle of nowhere. Yeah. It's not as mean as the next one. <laughs> Snippet number two. Okay. Snippet number two. Okay, Ed. There, I played it twice for you. That's it? That's it. Oh, crap. And I'd just like to say I thought I played that pretty well for sitting here talking to you guys for a while. You're Very playing impressive. great. These are, yep. not, these are not pre-recorded. No, you're, you're knocking this out I don't even have my part. good mic. You tongue some a, of those notes. Yeah. I did. I don't even have my good mic tonight. I can't, I can't find it. <laughs> I need context there. I don't have that. Yeah, I don't Brian, have that. Brian, you got a little more? No, I got yeah. you, want before you want before or after? I'd like before, during, and after, and I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> Here's a little after. I don't know if okay. I can play before. I think before is a giveaway. Okay. <laughs> that did not help me that, at all. Just, oh, serious? That didn't help me at all. Rally or something. Oh, it's Carnival of Venice. Yeah, you took yeah. such a weird little part of that. It yes, didn't I did. make any sense. That's why it's called snippets. That's not wow. why it's called that. No, it is. If if anybody got that, they should send a note well, to the if I if I had gone address. Now that yes. I would have gotten. 
Of course, that's why Marvel I didn't play events. it. That's a snippet. Well, that's a, that's easy. That's not professional level snippetry. <laughs> snippetry. <laughs> You're welcome. Wow. I just made that up. <laughs> so, you, are you a snippet trader? Is that what you are? Um, <laughs> a snipster. I think is really what it is. Snipster. It's an app, wasn't it? (laughs) Wow. You go on and download trumpet music illegally. Yes, we're going to go to world-class snippetry. All right. Snippet number three. All right. We're not doing well here. No. It's not shocking. Oh, I know that. That's each one. That's it. Yeah. It is Beach One. That's Brian. exactly right. Uh, yeah, it should be on C Trumpet, though. I was going to say. Downtown. <laughs> I transposed it. No, you read it as written. <laughs> I thought you didn't have perfect pitch. I was watching your fingers. <laughs> Wait, you can still see my fingers? <laughs> oh, I got to fix this camera angle. Okay. <laughs> Brian, nice call. I hadn't gotten you got there fast. That was good. I would have got to the next line before I got there. It is funny though, right? Like you hear just this little bit of it, and you like you know, it just your whole brain kind of pulls up the whole yeah, thing. Yeah, I could keep yeah. playing it, but I didn't know what it was. Brian was right the, on it. The terror right. was overwhelming. I was like, oh, that's the one I can't play. <laughs> that's the one. Still, Wait, my palms are sweating. Yeah. Uh, beach one. Yeah. Beach okay. two, no problem. Beach one, big problems. <laughs> I yeah. love beach two and three. All right, here we go. Snippet number four. Snippet. Number four. Right? Does that yes. finish off in, in the G? It's... Oh, that's uh, Charlie A4. Yeah. Charlie A. Is it four? No. Six? Six. Six. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Four and six are always. Nice. Everybody always. I always mix those up. Then the next thing, dum ba da ba ba ba, right after that, yeah. Yeah. All right. This next one's for Joey. I think Joey's gonna get this one immediately because no I think you have a thing with this etude. I got, I got the, the Charlie. I was pretty happy with that. Yeah, that's yeah that well was done. really good. I mean, you didn't get the right number, but I eventually hey, got the right number. Who's keeping score? <laughs> I am, and I got it right. <laughs> <laughs> He's his own judge. <laughs> who's counting? I was oh, happy I with how I answered it. I'm kind of <laughs> the original Russian judge. I, I like the way I heard it. Exactly. <laughs> okay, ready? Yeah. Snip it. Number five. Snip Last it. one of the night. Number five. Hold on. I know you know this. This is um, out of the, context. It's B- Bosquet, right? No, no. no, it's not Bosquet. That I, that book I know well. Um, you're you're singing it. You're I know. It. I don't have it. I don't see it on the page. Can you give us some more context there, or is that a giveaway? Not likely. <laughs> uh oh. Oh, that's um, uh, that's a uh, Brant. Uh, now you're on it. Is, is yeah. it Brant one? Um, no. There's a one in it. No, is that eleven? Ten. It's ten. Nice job. Yeah, Brant ten. Yeah, nice, nicely done. Yeah. I think you. I think you've talked about that etude a bunch. Like, yeah, you, I, I do like that one. I just I couldn't. Right. I couldn't get there. Yeah. Yeah. I'm you play it up fan. an octave, don't you? Yeah. Two. 
on your one B. Exactly. <laughs> it's a piano. One B. <laughs> <laughs> so well done, Clark. A two number two, Ar- Arvin Carnival of Venice Variation One, Beach One, Charlie A six, and Brant Ten. Yeah. That's a list. That's a list I right like there. It. Which I prepared for this evening. You nailed it. You passed Thank, the audition. We're going to move that. on to the semifinals. Five excerpts, four and a half measures. I'm there. <laughs> now we'll be picking the next five. <laughs> Last of the, the whole time. You'll make all state this year. Yeah, like we're picking the colleagues. next five. Uh, Bill, get your horn. Yeah, Bill, get your horn. <laughs> Joey, Brian, get your horn. Brian will be Brian will be choosing first, and I will be choosing next. <laughs> all right, boys. Time for a couple get your things. Cornet. <laughs> Again, I must say the bumper is lovely. I we don't usually no comment on this, but no, we're they're kind of built in. We've been just doing hearing a while it go now. by. Yeah. I mean, you know, yeah. it's really, really I lovely work. That. Yeah, that is fantastic. Yeah, it's his own creative outlet. Exactly, it is. I think he enjoys sitting around doing those. And I you didn't even have to write a new do. one for tonight. Yeah. Now you have snippets. Snippets. You're welcome. All right. All right, boys, listen, you know we love lists, and we love identifying our favorite trumpet personalities, but we also complain a lot about having to narrow the field. But tonight's endeavor might be our most difficult challenge to date. Without question. Without question, because we're asked to narrow to four, because we tonight are carving our own Mount Rushmore of trumpet. Yeah, this, I'm already This is a great idea. I'm already mad. This is a terrible idea. <laughs> the idea of saying, all right, in give, stone. Me, give me four <laughs> is in stone. impossible. <laughs> it's impossible. I don't know that it is. And so we're doing it. I was thinking about this. Here's where I started. I started with who wouldn't go on. That's well, a know, big list. That's I was easier. trying to clear. Well, I was tr- overrated. You know, like, <laughs> <laughs> all those overrated people that Brian talk about. <laughs> <laughs> I introduced the overrated, underrated, properly rated game when I was in Oklahoma, by the way. <laughs> nice. How'd that they go? Very much enjoyed it. <laughs> yes, they did. I'll bet they did. So I, where to start? I'm assuming we're going to start with you, Joey, because I would imagine that you have, well, no, we, I don't know, We always have the same rules. circle. We go Brian, me, and you, right? Yeah, but I think we're still trying to figure out exactly how to, to identify Well, but we all have our own lists, so we all get to make our own lists our own way. We have our own, right. list, our own way. But so, you're eventually going to tell us your rules. I will tell you my rules when it's my turn, but I don't think I'm going to go out of turn. And Brian gets to go first, and if he plays a cornet player off the top, I'm just going to disqualify him. <laughs> I thought that was the that was the actual quest, the the Mount I, Rushmore cornet Mount Rushmore. See, here's this is easy. That's just not a thing. It's no. A, <laughs> no. <laughs> That's easy. Done. The, the monument for cornet players is down the road. Yeah. <laughs> you got to drive somewhere back. else for that. Over out, the pond. That's out back. It's out yeah. back. It's in a little heap next to the shed. Um, okay, no, so you ready for my first one? There's two E's inviting her, boys, and I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Yeah, Brian, a you're up first. Special mention. Um, are we doing these in chronological order? Are we doing uh, these? Just pick doesn't one. Matter. Okay. No, it doesn't so, really matter. Okay. So my first person is um, Wynton Marsalis. All right. Make your case. Well, 
<laughs> Your honor. Well, Joey gets the pine tar yeah, and exactly. loosens up a little bit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it is October. <laughs> I don't think anybody's done both sides of the instrument on that level um, and and been that great at it. Um, I just, I think it's his body of work is amazing and his, I don't know, bringing jazz to that much popularity um, I think is, uh, I think he's amazing. I think he okay. deserves to be on the, he, he is amazing. Right. Yeah, yeah. And, absolutely. And, and I don't, I don't really put a lot of stock in awards, but you know, when he won early on in his career, like Grammys on the classical side and on the jazz side, it was kind of big news. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you watch I, that show, right? I, I don't think the Grammys are all that. If you find out how Grammys are actually awarded, it, you're going to lose a lot of faith in, in this kind of thing. <laughs> but what you should notice is, exactly what you're mentioning here the level at which he was performing any music that he put out in front of an audience so it it was it was really just it's astounding and then you look at the scope and the output over the past you know because he was making records when he was 18 19 years old and he just turned 61 Mm -hmm. years old uh two and a half weeks ago so you know uh, so yeah he's he's been doing this for you know over 40 years he's been legitimately famous Mm-hmm. And legitimately doing this at a really, really, really high level, and you talk about the scope—it's really amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not that's a, a good. Call. That's a good way to start. Now, I think Brian actually picked Winton because he did record a cornet album. See, secretly, he—that's how he got on the Brian's list. That did help his cause. Yeah, he, <laughs> he did get that, extra points for that. that. <laughs> the, yeah, the, the cornet album was strong. <laughs> Brian's rubric. Uh, that's pretty good. Now, that being <laughs> said, he's not on your list. He's not so, on your list. Not on your list. Wow. Here's how I made my list. Okay. Because, again, you know, I'm thinking, how am I going to do this? Am I going to pick one person from categories? Like, one, I can make four categories of trumpet player and pick, like, my favorite or my most influential or anything like that. So I couldn't even really do that because that was, that was impossible as well. Because then I had too many categories and where does this person go and how do they go? So here's how I did. I picked the four trumpet players that I think over, especially of my formative years and even to this day mm-hmm. i think they had a huge impact on me which means that there are people that are amazing and great that maybe and we can talk about them along the way i just was unaware of because of the when and and, and how i grew up i didn't find out about them until later i didn't hear a ton about them until later so i'm not saying these are the best four trumpet players ever I'm saying that your, for me your, personally, your Mount but my Mount Rushmore is that the okay. effect they had on me as a player and as a person, this is what, this was, this is what happens. Okay. That's pretty much the way I did this. Because otherwise I think it's impossible. Because if you're going to ask me who the four best trumpet players I ever were, there's no way to answer that question. No, it's got to be influential. It. No, it's got to be influential and it's hard to do that from, and, and not have it be a personal perspective. Right. So in, right. in no particular order. But I'm just going to go ahead and start with, I think, the most obvious one for me, Maynard Ferguson, right? Mm -hmm. Now, Maynard, oddly enough, kind of like Winton, uh, you know, Winton, as soon as he got popular, people started attacking him uh, (laughs) as, you know, it was very, very funny when Winton was a young man. I remember seeing people uh, write and hearing people say things like the classical players would say, yeah, I mean, he sounds okay, but he's really a jazz player. Then they could put off the the scope and, and kind of 
greatness of his classical playing by saying, sure, but, you know, for a jazz player, he can play classical. And then the jazz players are like, well, I mean, he sounds okay, but he's really more of a classical guy playing jazz so that they could kind of put him off of their scope as well, which is all just <laughs> ludicrous as he sounded, I thought, amazing in all of those things. And Maynard sort of gets the same kind of treatment as, well, I mean, you know, he's a high note guy. He but doesn't he really, really play jazz, Is right? he really a soloist? And <laughs> and I will tell you, when I was 15 and I met Vince, and he's like, so you listen to Maynard? I'm like, yeah, I need you to go buy this album. And he gave me the name of this record. It was a two-album set called Stratospheric, and it's Maynard with a 10-piece band. Mm-hmm. In like, I think it's the late 50s, early 60s. So he's playing, one, just lights out trumpet, and two, real live jazz. Yeah. So the idea that he's not really a jazz musician is ludicrous. And the idea, and so for me, of course, obviously growing up just listening to that over and over and over again and seeing him live for the first time when I was 11 years old and then getting to be on the band and spend time with him and actually doing those things, that kind of influence of seeing not only the scope of his playing over, I don't know, what, 60 years where he's like, you can actually just watch him play now from, you know, all the way from Charlie Barnett's band to Canton's band to his own band up until the time he died mm-hmm. and you know yeah. all of it all all the scope of that happening and getting to know him as a person and seeing you know here's a guy that was like yeah i'll play a middle school auditorium and yeah i'm going to stay after and i'm going to shake hands and take pictures with every single person that's there and i'm going to mm-hmm. be uh, i'm going to be telling jokes and having a good time and enjoying myself and when i get on stage that light in his eye is going to light it up and and the fire is going to come out of his bell all of that it's amazing so yeah. I actually think Maynard, as, as a jazz musician, one, underrated. But very, two, talk about, talk about the scope of his career and what he did, that's, it's huge for me. It's huge for me. So that, he's definitely on my list. That's cool. That's, that's cool. Thoughts? Awesome. Thoughts? Is that, am I okay? Am I overstepping? No, not at all. So what I'm wondering here, I knew that we would do this. Eventually, some of us would agree on the, on this. In fact, mm-hmm. I, I kind of feel like this, we might not be too far off on this. We might end up in kind of the same place. So should I introduce one that's already been said, or should I move on to something different? It's up to you. You get to make your own call. Oh, we're going to just make our rounds, right? For, yes. So I'll, I'll just jump in here because Maynard's on my list. It was the first name I put down before I kind of started to settle on other things. Yeah. For all the all the things you said, obviously, and your perspective on it is different because you you actually have a personal had a personal relationship it. there. Yeah. I mean you yeah. you lived it. But for someone growing up where I did with, you know, kind of far away from things, um the influence, the the primary thing with Maynard was making you realize what was possible. Right. Right. As a young player. To think like and, and so you started to work toward that and it was a model for how to do this, right? And the music was incredibly exciting. All those records, you order the record, wait wait a couple of weeks for it to come in. That's exciting in and fun. Yeah, yeah, it was great. Yeah, great and I would, you know, I'd go to my lessons with Mr. Monaco and after the lesson, sometimes he'd be like, I want you to come hear this. And they'd put on a Maynard record in his living room and we'd sit there and just listen and listen until my mom would call and, you know, George's wife would come in. George, Billy's mom's on the phone. He has to go home now. <laughs> like, you need to let the boy go. But we would just sit there. I mean, the energy and the momentum that built was just incredible. I think it's that's a no-brainer for me. Absolutely. Yeah. That's great. So and, that was easy. Yeah. Round one, out of there. Yeah. All right, Brian, All right. round two. Are you ready? Yeah. Um, 
my my list also says Maynard on it. <laughs> there it oh is. Oh my gosh, good for you. Maynard yeah. could be a lock. It's well, uh, growing yeah. up when we grew up, it's impossible. I mean, he toured so much and you got to see that live and he put out so much stuff that you it was everywhere. Like you yeah. couldn't not be around mm-hmm. it. Yeah. But unlike Bill, my reaction to hearing it was, you know, awe and fun and it was amazing and 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 uh, entertaining and a blast to listen to. And I listen to it all the time. Yeah. Um, I never once thought that that was the art of what's possible. <laughs> oh, that's so interesting. I, I, I've told yeah. this, I've told this story a lot, but I'm the first time I saw him, I was in seventh grade. And it was at a jazz festival at what is now Texas A&M Kingsville. It was Texas A&I Kingsville back then. Mm. And so we were there and they were that was the big, you know guest at the end of the night and I was watching this and I remember having the very conscious thought of oh I didn't know we could do that with an idea of okay yeah. so that's what's out there exactly that's what's what you're out talking there. about that's what's yeah. possible so let's go I was hooked yeah yeah, yeah. absolutely yeah, I was I, hooked but it wasn't on being able to do that I was not a thing that I thought was accessible <laughs> I was willing to die trying yeah, yeah. totally yeah. Yeah, you know, oh, and I didn't really appreciate it, and and his jazz playing, and then the the real depth of his um, just trumpet playing, like how he made the instrument work, until um, working with Denny here at, at Rowan, and Denny used to bring recordings over, and he took me to the first, I took the first time I saw Maynard live, Denny took me to the show, and so I got to go backstage and meet him, and it was just amazing. Um, but Denny just bringing in various recordings that I had never heard, you know double C down to low F sharp, just with this really huge fat sound. And you play it for students and they're like, wait a minute, he does that too. Oh yeah. The entire range of the instrument. Yeah. And he can blow changes and, you know, a real musician, musician. Yeah. It was, yeah. Has to go on. Yeah. The, I, I think we've talked about that. The, the Kenton recording on here before prologue, yes. this is an orchestra, <laughs> right? When he yeah. introduces Maynard and that mm-hmm. playing is just, wow. Well, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. It's just unbelievable. Yeah. Wow, Maynard. Well, look Maynard's at that. got three votes. Us. Three votes. Got to have right. more than votes. The beautiful thing. Care. All right, Joey, round two. All right. And uh, let's be clear here. Our goal here is not to be coy or to be secret. So if it was like, oh, it's too, too obvious, <laughs> we're not trying to trick people here. No. <laughs> obvious is fine with me. No. The next one, <laughs> the next one I thought was the most obvious one for me as well, which is when, when we were growing up. And you wanted to hear some really great soloist of like trumpet soloist literature. There's only one place you get to go, and that was Maurice Andre. <laughs> yes. So I remember as a senior in high school, you know, my teacher loaned me his piccolo, gave me a Maurice Andre record, said, "Go learn the Brandenburg." And so I was home listening to this, and that's how I learned to play piccolo. Was just mm-hmm. listening to that, going, "Huh? Well, I don't sound like that yet. I guess I've got more work to do." And listen to Maurice, and that led me to other records, and you just buy all of those records that Maurice is playing, because all of it is just unbelievably great musicianship, gorgeous mm-hmm. trumpet playing, and just, again, fun and beautiful. Yeah. yeah. So, did I you mean, see for him? me, that was just another no-brainer. Did you get to see him live? I never got to see him live. Mm. And that's the beauty of YouTube now, <clears> is yeah. that you can watch and go, <laughs> yeah, not surprised. That looks pretty easy. <laughs> you know, like, it always right. looks like he's just taking a nice, easy breath and blowing a nice, easy line. And, and that and that's what it is. And it's just gorgeous, gorgeous playing every single thing he did. Yeah. we uh, He came to play with the DSO when I was in high school, when I was in 10th grade, summer after 10th grade. And uh, so he did the Hummel. And so my mother said, look, I got tickets for you and 
the I think it was three other trumpet players in the in the section from the high school band and I'll take you guys all. And so we went and it was Hummel and it was like he started playing. I was like, oh, that's just like the record. I mean, just like the record. Yeah. It was frightening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The one you listened to all those all those years. Yeah. It was amazing. I, I had that experience with Maynard. My parents picked me up from a region band I was in and didn't tell me they had gotten tickets. Right. You went. And nice. we went and heard him in I think it was the gym at Grove City College or something. Yeah. You know. <laughs> totally. And he walked down the aisle. Like he was right there. Yeah. You know, it was unbelievable. <laughs> Almost like a real person. Uh, Exactly. Yeah. It's like a real person. Yeah. 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 Maurice. Yeah. That was the place to go. Totally. It was it. That was the answer. That's what I got. Still the gold standard. I mean, what do you got for round two there, Bill? I'm going to, I'm going to switch it up around two. I'm going to put Louis Armstrong on the list. Oh, look at that. That's a good call. It's a good call, I think, because obviously it's my, my choice, but here looks somebody (laughs) that, you know. I like I'm the just way saying, I picked them. I like the way I picked it. Uh, influential in so many ways. Yeah. Beyond beyond trumpet famous. Yeah. yeah famous, famous. Right. Famous, Legit famous. famous. Yeah. Um, but you know the attention to the music itself beyond the trumpet playing, but the trumpet playing itself is iconic. Uh, I I want to talk about the trumpet playing part, and I think yeah. this gets overlooked an awful lot because you know yeah. these are the some of the earliest recordings of jazz we have. That's Louis Armstrong. So, you know, this is where it starts right. for us because that's all, that's where, that's what we have to listen to. But remember, of course, that means these are just one take recordings. So, <laughs> right. what you're hearing <laughs> right. is they're not, they're the not overdubbing onto the wax cylinders at this time. And this is <laughs> worth thinking about when you listen to him, to him play because he plays aggressively and he plays strong and he doesn't miss notes. Yeah. Everything is dead center and he's going for all of it this is not Mm -hmm. safe playing at all just from a trumpet trumpet like trumpet nerd perspective the Mm -hmm. trumpet playing is outstandingly well centered all the way through and you know he's playing regularly all the way up around high c's up to high f's and all the way down to the bottom of the horn and all of it is big fat sound and dead center that's Mm -hmm. his trump his cornet training course which is why brian's okay with this selection totally fine yeah yeah but no you're right it kind of the trumpet playing itself which is stellar kind of gets you know caught up in the wash here because it's just bigger than life personality right it's caught up in the show and the singing and the fame and all of that stuff which all matters and it is all part of it does but the trumpet playing matters. The trumpet playing was the trumpet playing was stellar, absolutely right. Yeah. And it's it's so pure, and his music making is so pure. And his style gets lost because it and just the attention to stylistic detail I think is overlooked because everything else is is so amazing as well. The entertainment value, the singing, um, the 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 entertainment of being in front of you know all those people and being right. so famous, it gets lost. It's just the the way he played with time, just amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the time. That's so good. Yeah. That's a that's a good call. All, All right, Brian. That's a very good call. What do you got? Round, round three, round. Brian. All right. Well, I also had I also had Maurice. <laughs> My. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, not a difficult call. Um, it's just the way you know. Um, it's the way I thought the trumpet was supposed to sound. Um, when I was in ninth grade, I, going into I, tenth grade, I don't think that's past tense. I think that is the way the that is the way it's yeah. supposed <laughs> to sound. <right? laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, you you all know Stephen Bale Weinberg, the great um, supporter of trumpet, trumpet patriarch, trumpet, trumpet patron. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah. Um, 
I was given the opportunity to audition for the top band at the high school coming out of ninth grade, going to 10th grade, because we were in an intermediate school, uh, junior high school, right? So high school started in 10th grade. And um, so I got music um, and I didn't know what the music was. It was just excerpts. It didn't say what it was. Um, and I think it said, maybe said Haydn on it. I didn't know that it was Haydn Trump Concerto. So my father went down to the, um, the music store in Ann Arbor and he he bought a record. Um, and he brought it home for me. So I had something to listen to. My father's a mathematician. He didn't know that this is the, the way I was supposed to learn the music. He just um, thought yeah. it would be good for me to listen to. He was and right. So, yeah. And he was right. And so, you know, I, I took my trumpet and I took this transposed part and I put on the record and I just played along with the record. And I thought that's just what you did. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, And I didn't know that it just got in there, like how you how he would taper a phrase into the rest and just a little bit longer, mm -hmm. how the staccatos had like nice depth to the tone, how the musical line, the second movement would move through the measures, not just note after note after note. Um, and uh, yeah, I just, and then when you listen to his breadth of, of recordings, obviously the piccolo stuff is what he's, he's famous for, but if you listen to his French recordings, um, it's unbelievable playing um, <laughs> just staggering C trumpet and B flat trumpet playing. Um, we are, we all know him for all the small horn stuff, but, and we've talked about his toot suite recording. Love it. We go, wow, that sounds great. That sounds easy. I, I want to try that. Yeah. Oh my he God, made Joey I, think it was easy. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that sounds great. I'll just do that. <laughs> Hold on a second. <laughs> Let me rethink that. Well, I remember, bit. I remember buying that when that came out and I just listened to that nonstop. Yeah. Over and over and over and over, mm -hmm. thinking like this is the coolest thing that's ever happened. Mm -hmm. Was that it's sweet so at the fun. time it came out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, so you know, fun. So stuff. yeah, I think he, I think he has to, has to be there. Yeah. yeah. All right, Joey. Up to All you. Right. This Round three. This is where hard. Um, <laughs> I'll save my fourth one, which I think is another no-brainer. But the third one was the one I had the hardest time with, because I, I, I need, uh, I need like a jazz jazz player in here. And this is when I, I got to think that what really hit me growing up, not what do I think is the best thing now or who is the amazing thing that I came to later, but what really got me in was Clifford Brown. Mm -hmm. Like I heard Clifford Brown and suddenly I think, oh, because I'm listening to jazz players, you know, like I heard a lot of Miles Davis. And right. I, I think Miles Davis could easily be on anybody's list. Sure. It's easy, right? That's an easy call as well. And, and there's no argument there. And I was listening to that. And I'm not sure I really understood what was going on at the time. And I would hear other players, but I heard Clifford Brown and thought, wait a minute, this makes sense to me. And that was my <laughs> way in and going, oh, I think I understand where this goes. You know, so that leads me to open, like it literally like opened the world of jazz and improvisation in a different way for me of like, oh, mm -hmm. okay. And you just listen to the artistry and you know to just knock down changes the technique the the, the i mean all of it you know well, yeah, the uh, especially technique. the stuff with max roach like that that group he had together with him amazing so I, I found one and i was like oh well this is oh i'm gonna go buy all of these and i just kept buying more and more and more and more and more and more and more, <laughs> and more, and more, and more. that was just my way in there and not to say that he's better than or more influential as i'm just saying for me personally that was my way in there in a really really quantifiable way yeah yeah yeah, thoughts on Arn Clifford? Oh, that's a great call. This is the this is the part. The 
you know, the, the same thing. Like I'm running into this place where I want this person, but this I, this person has to be there. And no, he's super influential. Right. Well, he wasn't cornet player, so he's not not on my list. <laughs> Brian's, Brian will not approve this. Yeah, and you know, and and it's hard because he died way too young, so it's a it's a limited output, but an amazing amount of stuff for the the time he was there. Mm-hmm. But like I'm mm-hmm. saying, you know, because you know, growing up where I grew up and when I grew up, like I didn't hear enough Freddie Hubbard or clark terry you know or these other people that then later i get to and go holy moly how did i not hear these people right right you know Mm -hmm. but clifford i did get that early and went oh oh this makes some sense is that because of the recordings yeah yeah because they were all available is it because is it because of the so are you going clifford because of the trumpet playing or the jazz playing yes yes for me it has to be both right like the I way need, you play the changes not, made it, sense to you, right? Yes. There, there's, but the trumpet playing, I mean, he, he can get around and do anything he wanted. Sure. Right. I mean, the amount, if you listen, uh, not just the fingers, not, I mean, not just the fast stuff, and the fast stuff is really great, but right. the, the, so the technique, the articulation, mm-hmm. the way he puts things and how he articulates and how he uses time to make all of those things happen, the trumpet playing mm-hmm. and the music, and they're, they're, they're together. You know, it's really amazing. Because, you know, you can come at this, I mean, had I heard, I don't know that I even really heard any Freddie Hubbard when I was in high school. Those right, records yeah. just weren't around so where I was. Yeah. Had yep. I, it might have, my head might have exploded if somebody just handed <laughs> yeah. me bird like when I was when I was sixteen. I would have right. sat there going, "Now hold on, I don't even understand this, and it's a blues, <laughs> right. you know." Right. But I didn't really hear that as as early, mm-hmm. you know, because there again, you know, when you listen to Freddie's trumpet playing. Well, he could do anything. Uh, yes. He could do yeah. absolutely anything he wanted and then did. And you listen and go, oh, oh, how, like, how do you even pull that off? How do you think yes. of that and not just think of it, but then execute it? And then seeing, like, I can find you two choruses of Clark Terry where you just listen to two choruses of him playing mm-hmm. the blues and go, okay, um, I now know what to practice for the next five years. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. it's like the best thing that's ever happened in your whole life. Right. But I uh, just I didn't have the same exposure, so I'm not trying to say anything negative about anyone else. No, but I I'm think just you provided that, that was my way in. Yeah, no, I think you gave this great context at the beginning, right? Because this is like who influenced you. It's like mm-hmm. our it is our own personal Mount Rushmore, yeah, which we're trying to collectively build into the World Trumpet Federation Mount Rushmore. Exactly. Right. Oh boy. There you go. Yes. All right. Um, my next one definitely is driven by the personal thing and the influence, but I think that this particular player represents a whole, uh, like a whole genre, like a whole bunch of players that should be recognized. And so I'm this is super nostalgic for me, but Harry James. Ah, uh, yes. I thought he'd be on your list. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, I've told the story and had the piece written and all that kind of stuff. Like, yeah. this is the, probably the reason I play the trumpet. Right. Yeah. 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 So that's what you kept hearing. Yeah, that and that's that's what I heard over and over again and and that was the thing that was told to me when I was young that this is it, you know. And, and hey, my, your dad is not wrong. No. <laughs> that no. is it. He, like he knew. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, but I still think it's funny somebody... that he liked he liked Terry James because of Betty Grable, but let, that's beside the point. <laughs> However my... he got there, we're okay with it. <laughs> we're okay with that. But Harry James, uh, again, the trumpet, at the time, fine. not just trumpet famous, legit famous famous, right. famous in famous. pop culture, everybody knew right. who Harry James was, and but played the trumpet great and made great yeah. music. I mean, mm-hmm. really. Yeah. That's just some um, astounding stuff going on there. 
and my own my own first teacher George Monaco was very much in this vein like this was the style yeah played the old old recording model the whole thing you know there it is hanging on the wall you <laughs> yep. can see it from where he's sitting I could sit right there <laughs> but I think Harry James also represents like you start to think of the other names you would start to, to attach to that right yeah it yeah. just represents a whole bunch of people I think sure yeah, but that's what brought you in. How does that not yeah, that was list? it? No, that's Let's the talk end. Talk a little bit about his his sound and style that were so distinctive. Well, I mean, it was just so out there. It's like so bold and so brilliant, you know. And then yeah. I would hear my own teacher play, and he was approaching that that same thing. And what fascinated me about him was he could just sit there and play changes without a rhythm section playing, and I knew you could hear it all. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like it was just to be in the room. Like next to that was like crazy, but I think it was just that the Harry James, it's just a cantabile kind of that singing gorgeous style and the richness of tone and the, yeah. But over the ownership. top, never in danger of being buried, always no, on top of the sound. Yeah. Notice yeah. that's what that's what Brian took away. Yeah. That he was never in danger of being buried. No, Brian <laughs> would write for his volume. Yeah. Right to it. Brian's going to know how he can score on a, decibel meter before he can get on Mount Rushmore. <laughs> no, that's a great research. call. He was amazing. I mean, truly amazing player. Yeah. 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 So that throws the list off a little bit because I don't think so. That might be no. a whole. All right. We'll no, see what happens. I don't think so. All right, Brian, round. Nice. This is it. Round four. All right, the last one um, for me, Bud Herseth. I had to have an orchestral musician on here. Um, and I think he, I mean, obviously the longevity is outrageous. Um, the standard he, he carried for i think everyone to uh, every orchestral musician to live up to I, I think he just i mean there were great principal trumpet players before bud and there have been great ones after him and there will continue to be but on his level i think he set a standard that as an orchestral musician just um not surpassed yet and not until that time for so many years i heard him in i think i've talked about this before um in Ann Arbor, my, my parents could get pretty cheap tickets to a lot of shows uh, through Hill Auditorium. And Chicago came through every year. Canadian Brass, we would go to all the time. And uh, and so we'd go and we'd go listen to Chicago. And um, they did um, one concert was Till Oil Spiegel and Pictures. And mm. he played first trumpet and it was staggering. <laughs> you know, just like that's, oh, that's what a trumpet, that's what an orchestral trumpet is supposed to sound like. Um, and I think for so many people, um, it is uh, and will continue to be. And of course, they're still trying to right in in Chicago. They're they're still living that legacy. And of course, that that brass section. And we've talked about the Gabrielli album, right? Mm -hmm. So I mean, it's just uh, just outrageously fine playing um, for all of those years for half a century. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, I mean, it's yeah. The the I think the important point you're making here. It, not to be understated in any way is that he didn't just set the standard he kind of built the standard and then said mm. here's how it goes right and right. really then just embodied that for his career saying this is how to do this job at a level and uh, of and and scope and time that just is uh sort of ridiculous to, to consider yeah, yeah. yeah. and it's i didn't really realize I, I hadn't done any research until i until i smashed my face uh, and Sal said, you know, you go back and listen to the Bud interview about when he ate the steering wheel. Yeah. Mm. Um, he lost all his front teeth except the bottom two in the middle. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and he was back playing in a month. Maybe oh, he was God. playing playing at playing at home and within two weeks he just got bored and he just went back to work. Yeah. Um that's like a different animal. Yeah. Right? That's sure. just a different yeah. thing. And he was a lead guy. Wasn't he a lead jazz guy before he there like, are stories like about him show playing band. dance bands in the Navy yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I mean that's and uh yeah, amazing. So he's he's definitely on my list. Yeah. Yeah, there's, Interesting. It, it's amazing. I, I, I went back and forth as far as where to go next, but there's really only one left for me, and it left all of the orchestral players off my list. Right. It, it left Bud <laughs> off the list. It left Phil Smith off the list. You know, it left all of those all those players. And I'll tell you why. I did not hear a lot of them growing up. Right. So they didn't come down to the South where I actually got to hear them, and I didn't hear, I wasn't hearing records of, I had I had some records but I got to tell you, as a 15 and 16 and even 20-year-old, I wasn't sitting there to listen to an hour-long thing on, on a record. <laughs> I would go see a concert if I had that opportunity. But yeah. the idea of sitting and hearing that for a record, ugh, that's ne- it was never my thing, <laughs> right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So as much as I have all of the respect in the world do, those weren't the people that I think really hit me as hard. Yeah. But you know who did? I've only got one left, and I don't think this is going to be a big, giant shock. Somebody was on TV every single night. Doc Severinsen, Doc. Mm-hmm. you know, because here's the thing. He was actually out on tour and you could watch him on TV. And then later on getting to meet as we've all gotten to meet him here and there. The first time yeah. I met Doc, I was in college. I, I was walking to class at Eastman and I was walking through the back of the Eastman theater and I heard what could only be one thing on the stage. <laughs> so I kind of walked into the balcony in the seats and sat down and watched Doc rehearse with the RPO. Mm. missing my class i didn't skip a lot of <laughs> classes i missed that one for that um, you would skip and then and that was on a friday morning because on saturday morning i was coming back from practicing and i'm walking past the practice rooms you know how you just kind of casually look to your right as you're passing by going back to your locker and i look in and in one of these rooms is one of my friends and doc severinson <laughs> who, wow. my friend just looked at me and gave me the kind of dead-eyed stare of waving me in mm-hmm. so i opened the door and Doc looks at me and says, trumpet player? Yeah. Got your mouthpiece? Uh, yeah. Here, try this. And he hands me his horn. <laughs> so I'm sitting in a practice room with one of my friends and Doc Severinsen. And he's like, yeah, so what do you got going? What are you playing on? Boom, boom, boom. I'm like, I don't even understand what's happening here. <laughs> like, so then you, then I get to see the practice part. Oh. And, you know, we've talked about I'm a, I'm a practice guy. I'm going to get here early in the morning. I want to practice. I'm going to cover stuff. There is no better model for this that has ever Zero. existed yep. than Doc Severinsen. Yep. There's a reason he sounds just like Doc Severinsen. <laughs> and it's because he's like, all right, I got to go all practice. It's all the mouthpieces, right? I got to take care of it. I got to practice. full of mouthpieces. Well, think about how many different horns and different mouthpieces just that we know about that he's played in our mm-hmm. lifetimes. And guess what? He always sounds just like Doc Severinsen. Sounds like Doc. <laughs> yes. So not just like, you know, essentially the, the uh, you know, the soloist over the band thing, which I love, the early lead playing in New York and that kind of thing. But uh, and even taking some of the more modern trumpet solos that he would go out and play with bands here and yeah. there. All of that's great. And I love the scope and, and the breadth that he's covering and just the positivity that he goes out with trumpet playing. But it's the practice part of this, the idea that into his 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, he's like, right, listen, I got to go shed and then we'll be out. I got to go take care of this and then I'm going to go take care of this. That, there it mm-hmm. is for me. Come on. 
Yeah. There's nowhere to go for me, but that's it. Yeah. Right? Doc's a great call. Sure. It's an amazing call. It's not a difficult call. No, I don't think so. It's an amazing, I mean, no. yeah, an amazing player. Just the, just the sound, right? Yeah. I mean, just yeah. the sheer quality well, of that tone. The first time I got to play with him, I was living in Chicago and I came home to a message of, Hi, Joey. We're uh, putting together a band for the Milwaukee Symphony where Doc was doing one of their pop things. They had to put together a big band for like a fundraiser for their board or whatever. We're hoping you can join us. And like, who is this? You know. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I drive up, we go into the rehearsal. And Doc's up front pulling some charts out. We play. Th- we start the first chart, and he's facing the band, standing in front of the lead alto player, so blowing pretty much right into my face. And my first thought was, that guy sounds like Doc Severinsen. <laughs> like, but, <laughs> like, but being in the room, it was just like a, it was a, it was just the geekiest thing ever. Right. So, yeah. That's cool. All right, close us out, Bill. Who do you got? I'm gonna, I'm gonna close us out with Wynton Marsalis. Wynton's on my list. Has there it to is. be. Oh. Has to be. Uh, Sandbagger. I totally. <laughs> uh, just major influence in every way, from the jazz side of things to the piccolo playing to the. It, it's just and then influential in the music industry itself. So, you know, got to do it. Yeah. Name me another trumpet player. That's one of Pulitzer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not so much. Not he, many of us dealing with that in level of intellect. Well, not just the intellect, but the scope and the reach. So mm-hmm. smart. I mean, uh, jazz at Lincoln center. I think a lot of people, uh, you know, like our students age, just think, well, that's a thing that exists. <laughs> right. Not realizing that, no, that didn't exist. That really that. came out of like Winton going, "Hey, this should be a thing. Let's go ahead and make it." Yeah, yeah. And creating that is no small feat. So it's pretty amazing. Did yeah. you guys know that a few years ago he had maybe three years ago, four years ago, maybe three years ago, just before COVID, I, he was here, and he he talked about actually having to redo his embouchure that he had had an injury and mm-hmm. he had to learn how to play again. I mean, mm-hmm. he didn't have to. He had to retrain. He knew how to play. Yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> make his face do that thing again. Yeah, that's just amazing to me. Yeah, just. Well, you know, we don't have. I'm just doing the math on this a little bit here now. We've got Maynard with three votes, and we've got Winton with two votes. Yeah, two out of three, right? Yeah. Yep. We got Maurice then, with two votes. Maurice. Maurice with two votes, and then we got Bud with one, Clifford with one, Harry James with one, and Doc and Lewis, Lewis with one, and Doc Doc. with one, and Doc with one. So I think what we're saying here is that uh, Bud Herseth and Louis Armstrong and Cliff Brown overrated. (laughs) (laughs) That's exactly what we're saying. I think that's but what we're clearly saying. We have three front runners, which are Maynard, Winton, and Maurice. Yep. Right? But we got to pick a fourth one. This is what we set out I, to well, do. I, I, okay. Uh, here's, my, here's what I'd like to do. Because okay. I don't think we can settle this here. I we need so. people to write in and tell us their votes. Yeah. Email but the, us but, the open, at theopenbell at gmail.com. Tell us your vote. Those seven right, but, people but have, we're our saying, t- have our phone numbers. They can text us. Most of those people, yeah, they can text us. So <laughs> what we're saying is Maynard, Winton, and Maurice are on. This is According done. to us. Now, you According can send us, us. An, you can argue with us all you want. Right. We like but arguing. But we're really looking to narrow. <laughs> Who's the fourth? <laughs> mm-hmm. Which could be somebody we didn't even think of. I mean, there are Bud, lots of people we have not mentioned. 
Of course. I'm sure we, we not, thought of them and we then did just didn't mention, pick them. We didn't mention Phil Smith. No. Nope. Here is somebody who sat as principal of the New York Philharmonic for decades, selling mm-hmm. like a million dollars, and is also a cornet soloist. How does he yep. not make Brian's list? <laughs> yeah. I think what Brian is clearly saying, Phil Smith overrated. <laughs> well, I would Brian, definitely be wanna... the last person to say that. About Brian, do you want to go mean, on seriously, record? I mean, I, I, I mean, Phil Smith is easily could easily be on this list. Easily, yeah. Easily. Right. All right, but now listen. In light of the other names we put in here, Bud Clifford, Harry James, Lewis, Doc, anyone no. willing to remove one of those? Take anyone it down? off? Who would I take yeah. off? Are you kidding? These are I'm legends. Saying, well, we got to come up with a fourth. I think we got to narrow we, that this down. This is what our viewers are for. We need to hear from the people uh, listening. I don't know. I think it's unfair to leave it to them. Well, we, but we we're not going to figure this. Out. We got to make our list. We each get our votes. Vote All your right, conscience. Right. Let's see what comes vote in in the next conscience. week. <laughs> All right. Vote early. We vote can, often. We can leave it to chance. Hopefully, we get four exactly. submissions to to now, weigh the. So we're letting them. They can vote. They don't have to narrow our list. No, here. They tell can us whatever they, can send they us want. Their own list. Yeah. Right. Send us. Send us your list. But we I need to know. What goes on the T-shirt? This is why I'm asking. Well, I yeah, think this is obvious. Anton Feidinger. Mount- <laughs> I- <laughs> Anton Feidinger. How did he not make the list? He invented the modern trumpet solo. Black for the losers is in the ladies' room. <laughs> and I'm out. You're out. My honorable mentions were Clark. I bet Clark and my honorable... Herbert L., not... No, Clark Terry. Terry. I can see that. Herbert L. <laughs> He's, that's cornet, not trumpet. Yeah. Actually, you know, who I thought about putting on here was Max Schlossberg, but I thought the mustache would be too hard to carve out of rock. <laughs> so. Real artists have to yeah. do that. Nobody brought up Arben? Like he gave us, you know, he gave Arben? us a, a yeah. modern way of playing? Yeah. No? You're not going to throw Arben out there? In my honorable mention so. list. I just don't yeah. think he'd look good in a, in a rock sculpture. Yeah, fair enough. And I was going to put Chuck Mangione in there, but the hat takes up too much space. And that's too much flugelhorn, not trumpet. That's right. That's all flugelhorn. Yeah. I wonder if he, does he ever hear anyone ever heard him play the trumpet? People went to Chuck? Eastern with him, did. <laughs> wow. Yeah. He wasn't a flugelhorn major at Eastman. <laughs> as far as I know, no. <laughs> you can't do that. That's you, before my you, time, but no. It's before. How long before you were there? Well, he's a, a generation years? older than I am. I mean, feel so good came out when I was in like eighth grade. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. And now his family still lived in town. His dad used to come to Eastman Jazz Ensemble concerts. We'd see him there. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Very nice yeah. and friendly man. Yeah. yeah. That's funny. But Chuck I never I parents. never got to know him. Or I never met him. Chuck so. has parents. Who knew? He's still playing? Exactly. Chuck? He's still playing? Yeah. I don't know. That's a good question. I don't know. I don't know what Chuck's doing. Let's find out. We should find out. You have to know someone who knows someone. I'm sure that with their, he can't. We, it's a Trump world. He can't be more than two people away. No. <laughs> yeah. We're going to find out. All right. We'll figure it out. All right, boys. Time for no offense. Look, if you haven't figured out your favorites, you're doing it wrong. Come on, give it some thought. Carve out your own Mount Rushmore and tell us what it is. We need to know. Yes, yeah, send that in. So we want to heap abuse on you about it because your right. list is now, wrong. Listen, exactly. There are there are lots and lots of right answers, and let's be very clear: there are wrong answers, and we'll let you know if you have them. <laughs> but it, it's okay to have your own favorites and your own preferences. You should. That's what makes you you. <laughs> you know, so yeah, mm-hmm. you should be saying, "Yeah, I listen to that person because that there's a there's something there that speaks to me, and I'm in." Because I will tell you, we you know, two of us picked Maurice, but growing up, if we're looking for some like trumpet solo lit. 
to find recordings. That was pretty much all we had. So what it's had, really yeah. it's great that it was that level, but it mm -hmm. wasn't like we had a lot of choices. Right. Now there are so many more choices if you're thinking about even just Piccolo stuff. Oh, my gosh. How many yeah. other people can you listen to and say, well, that's amazing, and that's amazing, and that's amazing? Lots. Lots. We we did not have that uh, option. I mean, I brought up Matthias Hoffs just a couple of weeks ago. His <laughs> his Piccolo playing is ridiculous. Tina yeah. Thing Helseth, her Piccolo playing has a, a, a beauty and weight to it that I, I it's hard to even mm -hmm. describe. You know, so you yeah. should be listening and saying, who, who are my favorites, and dive in and steal everything you can from them. Yeah. Do you think this the is, standards higher or just higher across the board or these just these pockets or what? I think the standards is the same place it's always been. I just think that there are more people the, the, our access is greater to yeah. more people. So we get to we get it's it's just better to be able to have this kind of access. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We just didn't have this much access. There were there there were probably just as many great players. They just weren't recording in the same way, so we didn't get to hear them. Sure. Yeah, and that that access creates influence. Yeah. Right. More people hear it, more people get better, influence more people. It just turns the flywheel. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. I like it. Well, all right, boys, that should about do it for today. Stay tuned, tell your friends and neighbors, and get a trumpet hero or four if you want. We will see you here next week for episode 100. So long for now. Remember to keep an open mind, but more importantly, an open bell.